CCS family and welcome back to another edition. It's been a, I'd say it's been a couple of weeks, so don't hold it against us. We mm-hmm. both have jobs outside of That's this. Right. <laughs> a few things. It's happen. only been a couple of few small things have kind of happened with the That's district, right. but we are back for another edition of Teacher Chat. I know this is something that Dr. Walker, we have been trying to get, we've been brainstorming about like our different topics. Yes. Um, this is something that I know came up right away in the summer mm-hmm. about that wanting to talk upon the topic of equity, equity within our district. And we finally made it happen. Yeah. I mean, equity is uh, central to all of the work uh, that each of us do in the district. Yeah. You know, it goes across departments, um, across offices, uh, and certainly extends to our school buildings and to our classrooms with our teachers. Uh, and so how could you not talk about yeah. Uh, equity. So uh, certainly uh, just checking in. Glad to be here. Uh, we're right near to uh, winter break. Yeah. You know, which, you know, having the wellness week is a beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, which we'll be <laughs> talking was. about wellness in a later episode. But uh, because you don't feel like you're just staggering into the winter break. But, yeah. you know, it's, it is still very nice uh, to have a winter break uh, where things slow down. Uh, and I know our, our students and our and our teaching staff will, will be at home, and most other folks are taking some time. Mm-hmm. So, all all good things. So excited about the topic today, uh, and yeah, ready to lean in. Yeah. So let's just dive upon who do we have here today? Because when I talked to you about equity, and we had the conversation of I think it was what was it? A couple of that was back in like September, and I remember you called me. And you're like, wait, what? Like, wh- wh- who are we gonna bring on for that? What departments are you bringing on for this? And we had like a 45-minute conversation right. about who, sh- who are the right people to hit upon, bring up, bring about this, and also that can really touch upon it within our district because it is kind of a, a newer thing. Um, I would not say people know about equity. They, mm-hmm. they know, but it's kind of a new thing in our district formally mm-hmm. as far as presenting this yes. to our teachers and our staff and getting people to truly understand what equity is. I mean, I've, when it first came about in 2020, I believe it was, there was different things that people were saying, well, this is what equity inclusion is. This is what equity means. This yes. is what, And it kind of was jumbled up into a whole bunch of smorgasbord of different things. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and what you're saying right on, I mean, when whenever there's not clarity, people make up their own interpretations. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the smart things that our district did uh, about three years ago was establish an equity uh, department. Yes. Uh, and so uh, here with us today, uh, we have Dr. Kenyana uh, Walker, who is the director of equity uh, for our, our district. And we have two uh, fabulous teachers who I've had the opportunity to work with in different capacities over the year. And I'll, I'll let each of you introduce yourself, but this is just sort of my high-level overview. <laughs> um, but Regina Fuentes uh, is a longtime English uh, teacher uh, in our district, currently at Eastmore Academy. But I met her years ago. I started off my career in Columbus as an English teacher. I think we've, we've chatted about that before. So we have a lot of history, and um, I know her to be um, a person of integrity. I know her to be a person uh, who cares about kids and the work in the district. Uh, so I uh, certainly thought about her as someone that you know could contribute meaningfully to this conversation. Uh, the other uh, young person that we have with us, she's probably the youngest around our, our table today, uh, but certainly brings a wealth of experience and uh, efficacy, effectiveness, around her classroom practice is Malin Emai. And she is a uh, science teacher currently, but she's been in a lot of different capacities. Uh, she's been an instructional coach, uh, both at the building and the re- region level. Uh, and this, she's still early on uh, in her career, and I'm, I'm sure that there will be many exploits to come. Uh, but one of my favorite stories about Malin is the, uh, the 50 plus point percentage gain that we saw in our biology OST. Uh, within four years of her coming to Afrocentric. I mean, it was tremendous. Uh, And when you talk about equity and you talk about student outcomes, um, for me, that spoke volumes. So I thought about her immediately as someone that said, got to have her here at the table. So I will pause there and then in the same order, uh, allow these uh, wonderful, I'm the only guy here today. How about that? Uh, (laughs) But allow these wonderful ladies to introduce themselves with whatever detail uh, you would like to provide. Okay. 
while I'm not the youngest, I'm the newest member <laughs> of the CCS community at the table. Um, I joined Columbus City Schools. This week marks a full year. Oh, I've been wow. here for a full year. Okay. Yes, yes. So I feel like I have an anniversary date now here established. Um, and I have always been um, focused on equity, the pursuit of equity, and I was excited um, to come to this space and then kind of consider what it looks like um, in the K-12 space in action. So I'll give a little background information about myself. I'm a proud Columbus City School grad. I graduated from Centennial High School. I love Columbus City Schools. Um, I am actually a licensed school psychologist by trade. Most folks will say, well, how did you get into the equity space? I actually got my Ph.D. in school psychology because I understood that that focused on systems that impact students' learning experience. And I really wanted to understand how to move and navigate and help shift the way that systems work to impact uh, students' experiences, specifically as it relates to equity. And so um, I got the privilege of joining this wonderful staff uh, about a year ago and got to uh, assist in establishing the structure for the office that you alluded to and really think about what our plan was to move from a definition of equity, which I know we'll discuss, into an actual framework, but then actually making it something that lives and breathes and exists in every space in the district. <laughs> uh, hey. Regina Fuentes, this is my 25th year in Columbus City Schools, mm -hmm. and um, I did work with Dr. Walker. That was a wonderful year or two that we got to work together. I think your very first years of being administrator yeah. and uh, getting going, yeah, uh, like, so, you know, go English. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and being with English, too, in the English profession, we get to do meet students in a capacity that a lot of other teachers don't get mm -hmm. to meet. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to get into their lives and get them thinking deeper and you know, unraveling things in a way that other subject areas are not necessarily able to do. And it just, it makes my job so much more enriching and wonderful because I get to see students grow in that capacity. Um, I, too, am a uh, Columbus City School graduate. I went to Northland High School, um, graduated out of 1994. So, um, and I, too, am very much committed to Columbus City Schools. Uh, Columbus City Schools gave me so much growing, growing up and coming through, mm -hmm. and I had wonderful teachers, just all good things to say. Mm -hmm. So definitely anything that I can do in my time as a teacher in Columbus City Schools to make this school district the best it can be is always going to be top for me. Awesome. I don't know how to Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, like bar race. Um, my name is Melanie Mai and I've been teaching the least amount here. Um, I don't even remember, but, um, I don't know what else to say about it's me. It's quality, not quantity. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's all I'm going to say. That's, right. that's oh, all oh. I need to say. We'll come back. We'll come back to me. <laughs> Sweet and simple. Nice, nice. Well, you know, I did want to confront the elephant in the room because both yeah. of you are acting very shy and conny at the moment of why you're both Dr. Walkers. That's, that's right. This is my cousin, uh, <laughs> Dr. Nice. Walker. No. What? Uh, all, <laughs> <laughs> all, <laughs> all jokes aside. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, yeah, we are uh, betrothed. Uh, okay, <laughs> to use a to use a SAT English word. Okay, uh, but no, we've we've been um, married for a near twenty five years, and which mirrors my um, my trajectory in education. Because pretty much this is my twenty fourth year uh, in uh, Columbus City Schools. My my whole career has been in Columbus. I'm from Dayton, Ohio originally. I um, came to uh, Columbus for Ohio State uh, and um, met uh, Dr. Kenyana Walker there at, uh, well, she was then uh, Kenyana Jones at the time uh, at, uh, at Ohio State. And yeah, my, my life has been better ever since. Right? Great answer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great answer. Anything to add? Awesome. Let's just dive deep straight into it. What is equity? How did this department, like, we know how it came to be created, mm -hmm. but 
what is equity and how is it touching different parts of CCS? Great question. So we have a board definition of equity that most folks don't know. Now, our office works with it every day. It's policy 2263. If you want to go on board docs, you can find it. But essentially, the way that our board has defined equity is ensuring that each student has access to the resources, supports, and opportunities they need to be successful and maximize their full potential. This also includes all of us wonderful folks who are a part of staff. Now, most people will say, that is lofty. It's a lot. It's very layered. But we know that we can look at data nationally, statewide, and even in our district, and see that there are what we call predictable outcomes. Based on a confluence of identities, I can say I have an idea of what your experience might be as a student. I also have an, uh, an idea of what your outcome could be. And so when we look at equity, we're trying to find those students that do not have an experience or outcome that is similar to what the average student has. When I say average, I mean if we're looking at test scores, if the average student has an 80, let's say on an English exam, and we have a pocket of students who share certain identities who are hanging at a 50, then we can see there's an inequity. And it is experienced by a particular group based on a characteristic or an identity that's shared. Our goal is to think about, is there a lack of resources that we're not deploying? Are we not deploying the right opportunities? Or is it just those opportunities are there, but we've not made them accessible for this particular group of students? Maybe it's more easily accessible for this group of students. Likewise, we can look at that for staff. And so the definition allows us to think about what do we need to do internally as a system to understand if the opposite is going on, the inequities. And then how do we then target those inequities to provide the access that is, has been limited for whatever reason. Um, and so in the district right now, we are really working with folks to understand three fundamental things about equity. It's everybody's right. We all have a right to equity, regardless of whatever profile or characteristics we come with. But we all also have a responsibility to ensure it exists, right? Equity is not owned by the equity department, is not owned by a chief equity officer, is not owned by a director of equity. Because if we all have a right and responsibility, when we all move towards enacting equity, it's all of our reality. And so that is the way that we kind of describe and distill that definition is, what is my role in identifying inequities that are in my sphere of influence for whatever group of students or staff? And how do I then determine what my action is going to be? Because when we think about equity, we think about inequities, we think about them at a systems level. Well, that's nice. But what we tell people is we build systems and we maintain them. And so the work is really with each individual to kind of work to develop their skills to identify inequities and address them. And that is where our office comes into play. Our job is to build a capacity of the individuals in the organization to join this journey um, and giving them what they need, right? Giving folks what they need to be able to do this work. And so our job, I tell people in general, they'll say, well, what's the work of the equity office to assist in building capacity to meet that equity definition? Mm. May I? I'm actually really glad you broke it down that like that because – I think something that happens when people say the word equity, people instantly go to, well, that equality, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. I don't want there to be a standard that you're trying to build up to and get everybody up to. I want you to understand that we have to look at all the nooks and crannies. We have to look at all of the different, you know, uh, levels of what's going on and be able to apply techniques that's going to help people to get where they need to be. Yes. Okay. There's not just one standard of equality that we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make sure that everybody feels like they have reached their full potential. Yes. And that is a very individual thing. Mm -hmm. It cannot be achieved by looking at one standard. So I'm really glad that that's the way that you guys are defining it mm -hmm. and looking at it and being able to push that out into the schools because I think that is a very healthy way of looking at and approaching this whole process. And reaching their full potential, we always tell folks, requires us to understand. Understand, yes. What it is, right? 
but to also understand what they need mm -hmm. to do that. So that requires relationships yes. using culturally responsive practices, culturally affirming practices. I'm sure we'll have some conversation about that. But equity moves us to thinking about what do our students, all of our students and staff needs, which might be very different. Very different. And how do we meet those? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, when when you were talking uh, and you were talking about systems. Um, you know, our, our board uh, is, has taken on this, this mantra, and really it's a, it's a methodology of student outcomes focused governance. Uh, but one of the sort of the mantras of that is that student outcomes don't change until adult behaviors change. Uh, but I think the other piece to that is that adult behaviors won't change until leadership behaviors change because leaders are responsible for shaping systems, processes, and practices, and protocols. And I think, you know, teachers are leaders, right? Mm -hmm. All of us in the system, uh, whether you're an administrator, whether you are, a, you know, a cafeteria manager, whether you're a custodian, uh, all effect and exercise leadership. Uh, and it becomes incumbent upon us to think about sort of what are the systems and practices, the processes, the protocols that I am enacting in my work, right, that um, are either contributing perhaps to an inequity or that are contributing to dismantling, uh, hopefully, an, an inequity. Um, and so, I, you know, I think for, for me, I mean, part of the, the power of this conversation is um, having a multiplicity of voices, but also, I mean, we call it teacher chat, and th this one is our special equity matters, uh, mm -hmm. because um, we know that teacher voice matters, mm -hmm. right? And the, the thrust behind this is really hearing from teachers about what you're seeing in your work um, around equity and how in, a, in your sort of day-to-day, -day, how you see equity uh, enacted. So, Malin, you got off a little bit easy with your introduction. <laughs> so now I'm going to start with you to sort of ask, like, what is your um, perspective on equity as it relates to instructional practice? I mean, y you are... Uh, an effective teacher. You've been very uh, understated in, in sort of, you know, what you've shared here so far. Um, but I've seen the work, right? And I've seen the work that you've done with our kids in CCS. Uh, and these aren't, you know, different groups of kids. I saw the results change, right, over years. And so how, how, how are you thinking about equity as it relates to your work? Um, I don't know if you're going to like my answer. Okay. But, like, I feel like you guys want teachers to be equitable with our students, but then you treat teachers inequitably. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, our district curriculum, right? This is like a hot topic for our teachers. But you have effective teachers who have had produced outcomes, yes. and then you inhibit them. And so you want everyone to be at this standard, right? And you were saying this is not equality. And then you ask teachers who have been doing really well to use district curriculum, for example, right? That's the hot topic, so we're just going to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Elephant in the room, right? <laughs> but district curriculum doesn't work for every student or every teacher or really every teacher's style. You know, I think it could be sprinkled into a curriculum, like your own lesson planning. But, like, that's one thing that I'm, I always, when I was a regional coach and, you know, our job was to support curriculum, but my job was not to support district curriculum. It was to support on grade level curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so, but sometimes I think when leadership talks to teachers, they think it's synonymous. Yes. Curriculum, your district curriculum is not synonymous to on grade level curriculum. Mm. And I think that's one of the biggest frustrations I've had as a teacher is, you know, you have leadership come into your room or I would be the teacher also going into other classrooms and are they using district curriculum? And I just, that wasn't a focus mm -hmm. for me. My focus was, is it on grade level? Mm -hmm. So I think the way that you also lead. And am I meeting their needs? And am I meeting their needs mm -hmm. equitably? I think that's the conversation we need to be having. Granted, I'm not saying the district curriculum is not good. I think it has really good potential when teachers use it at their discretion, mm -hmm. right? And I think as long as we answer the question is, Grade, is it on grade level work, then I think that discussion about district curriculum needs to be muted for a while. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, like I said, I don't think you were going to like my answer very much. But Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. But, I mean, you're, you're right. There is, you know, definitely 
an issue with seeing teachers equitably and seeing teachers for their professionalism and understanding that we have something to offer you know, these kids. We see them longer than anyone who's coming into our rooms Mm -hmm. and telling us, okay, you need to have this, this, and this. I have this checklist. Mm -hmm. You need to have this, this, and this. No, I don't need that right here today because I have assessed and figured out that the needs of the kids today is this, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing my best to make sure that they get this. Mm -hmm. I understand what the full curriculum is. I got it, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do my darndest to make sure that they get it all, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing exactly what I need to do to meet their needs, and that is something that I think that, you know, Malin just brought up that was Mm -hmm. very good, and, and, you know, I definitely agree with um, that we have to definitely have some conversations about yeah Mm -hmm. no I think you know the ongoing dialogue um and making sure that we have a process for um including voice Mm -hmm. right is 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 part of being healthy uh and so um I, I you know I welcome the opportunity and ongoing opportunity to continue to dialogue you know I I guess I'm I'm curious about um based off of hearing that like when have you felt most empowered as a teacher uh, in your practice, right? Around, it can be, and I can say around your equitable practices, or but I'm just curious about, <laughs> to think about when you felt most, and you don't have to say, when I was working for you, Dr. Walker, you know, there's no pressure around that. Well, that may not be the case, right? But I'm, but I'm curious, really from both of you, I'm like, when have you felt most empowered? And, and sort of what were the conditions around that? Um, so interestingly enough is actually when my leadership just, hones in on my strengths mm. and then develops my weaknesses. So like we all, I mean, anybody who's interviewed with me knows I'm a terrible interviewer. Like I just, I, I can't probably get a job if I could with an interview, but like that is a weakness. And I like, and that's something that you would develop with me, like as my leader, whereas my strengths, you just kind of let me flow with my strengths. Mm-hmm. You let me like, you let me go, you know? And that's kind of one thing you think about like, kids right you you don't try to make them into mini yous you try to embrace their differences and their strengths and then provide support when they're weak um i think that's when i feel the most empowered and that's when i feel the most motivated to work i do not feel very motivated in um for an example like a tbt where someone's just completely ruining your um mojo right about your lesson because it's not district curriculum lesson Mm -hmm. like this this lesson was impactful to my students and they Mm -hmm. they showed a lot of strength and a lot of growth but you just killed it with one question yeah you know and I think and like I know you know like I've been in your TBTs I've been in other people's Mm -hmm. TBTs and you have to learn from other people and their like teacher-based teams as well but I think to answer your question in short um empower like your staff, your teachers to do what they do best, but also give a space where they can be vulnerable with their, I'm not good at, like some people are not good at on grade level work. And that's Mm -hmm. just the facts of our teaching. So give them a safe space. Like, hey, these are some tools that you can use to elevate your student work Mm -hmm. and your instruction. But if, or like, for example, I'm probably very bad about differentiating more than two ways. You know, that's just like one thing mm-hmm. I'm really, I struggle with when you have 32 kids and it's like A and B in yeah, my head, right? 10 levels. Right, yeah. but you really need probably 32 levels, right? Because mm-hmm. you have 32 kids in your class. And so that's something like, I would like a space where I could be vulnerable and be like, okay, how can I add one more thing? Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing is like, you want to change us 180 degrees. We can't change a system or a person completely. You can mm-hmm. only change one factor at a time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, you wanna like motivate people, you wanna empower people, empower their strengths instead of focusing on their weaknesses, which I think right now the district, no offense district, if you're listening to this, like 
almost oh, like listening. Right. <laughs> well, here's my message. You know, like just hey y'all. Right. How's it going? <laughs> I mean, Walker asked me on this knowing what I was gonna say probably. No, note to sell. <laughs> but like don't like when you guys like deliver like you need to use district curriculum because we're not on grade level, like that sends a really negative message. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think we could have delivered it differently, right? Mm-hmm. You could have differentiated with our teachers just like you asked us to differentiate with our students. Mm-hmm. Period. And I agree. I mean, I feel most empowered when I feel like the staff is allowed to actually collectively work as a staff. And that's inclusive of leadership and the staff. Mm -hmm. You know, like once the, the administration finally gets that if you just let teachers, you know, teach and do their thing and that you don't have to be the micromanager and be the person all over that they will do exactly what you are asking them to do. That's when I have felt most empowered. That's when I feel like, okay, I have an opportunity. You guys trust me to actually work with these kids. And I'm gonna work my butt off in that case Mm -hmm. because I feel like Mm -hmm. you trust me Mm -hmm. and I feel like you're gonna give me an opportunity to show you just how much I can do Mm -hmm. with these group of kids. And the kids trust me too. I heard, our superintendent say earlier in the year, kids do not care what you know until they know that you care. Mm-hmm. And that really is like my mantra. Like I know, yeah, it's so true. Mm-hmm. They don't give a darn about what you know about. You can yeah. go in there and know the whole encyclopedia. <laughs> I don't care. Do you care about me? Mm-hmm. That you have to establish that first. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not given an opportunity to establish that because I got people on my neck telling me curriculum, 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 or make sure you're doing this particular thing, mm-hmm. then it becomes a bigger problem. And I can never cross that bridge and, and really you know, build students and get them where they need to be. Mm-hmm. So then how do we have to integrate that with from the question what you have asked about what empowers and ex- sharing that, but then also here what kind of our, our struggles are, how do we integrate that into with, with equity in our equity department to kind of... Yeah, what, what they're sharing is what they need yeah. mm-hmm. to be successful and to maximize their potential so they're doing that for the students. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, really good feedback and just a really good way to understand what are the opportunities? What are the resources? What are the supports? You, both of you have laid them out very explicitly. Mm-hmm. And that definition does not just cover our students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think for me, um, the reflection is, is really about um, the answers in the district. You know, um, I, I always feel like, you know, people are our greatest asset. Um, you know, when I was a principal, um, you know, you, you realize pretty quick uh, that, yeah, I can't do this by myself. Um, it's too much. It's too much happening. Uh, and so, you know, um, to Regina's point earlier, you know, I was an English teacher. I wasn't a science teacher. I didn't teach math, you know, and I had some general, you know, uh, understandings of pedagogy and, and things that should be happening in classrooms. And, and you know, you, you understand the basic tenets. Uh, but you have to really lean in and build capacity um, w- with the folks. And I think the folks who are closest to the work can give you the greatest insight about the work. Um, I also think that's that's true. Uh, so part of, like, I think what we're trying to solve for is enacting processes, practices, and systems um, that, that get the right people and that elevate the voices in a way that people do feel empowered, yeah. right? Um, because there, you know, when you when you when you don't have high trust, when there's a sense um, that I'm not, you know, it's just I heard I heard that loud and clear, then then motivation is depressed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, the opportunity, right, um, you know, for us in this in an, in a sort of a progressive way, uh, because we're always you know seeking to 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 get better uh, as a as a system. Um, and as people, you know, I think in general, no one, no one's going into a classroom, a building or a district and saying, you know, I don't want to do a good job today. You know, um, you know, parents are sending us their best and, 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 and students, 
you know, want the best. Sometimes they don't make the best choices, uh, but but they do want what's best in their life on, on, on balance. And so, you know, I, I'm encouraged um, because it's not about, um, you know, when you're in dialogue and when you're really focused on effectiveness and improvement, it's not about hearing what you want to hear. It's about hearing what people have to share. <laughs> Uh, and, and because that's the place to start, uh, because if you don't have authenticity, um, then you really don't you, you really can't build anything um, together. And so, you know, I, 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 I see us as having, um, you know, a real um, acceleration point uh, from here to say, you know, how do we continue to bring people to the table, um, which we're, we're seeking to do? We're a big district. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeking to do. But I think these dialogues like these. Right. And others. So I say, OK, you know, um, how do we do this in a progressive way? When we had our um, we were talking about our PD conference, you know, int intentional practices, uh, remarkable results. And that was one of the things that we, we leaned into. We said, you know what, the answers in the district, we, we reached out to our practitioners, the, the people that were sharing, uh, by and large, we had, we had a few folks from outside the district, but by and large, the teachers that were sharing practices were CCS teachers yeah. um, and CCS practitioners. We had our equity team was sharing, and we had folks from um, our, our counseling teams and, and other, other departments that, uh, from transformation and leadership that were, that were part of the sharing. Um, and it was powerful. And so I think that, you know, um, one size doesn't fit all. Uh, but we, we, what, what sort of the, uh, what we're trying, the balance we're trying to strike is like, where do we decide where, um, where we need to be tight and where we need to be loose, right? And that's sort of the, the balancing act um, from a district standpoint. But I think what, you know, what I've heard is that, you know, there's, you know, when, when we're looking at our resources and when we're looking at our practice, um, there are opportunities there to, to strike the right balance. Um, you know, because even we say, you know, there is an expectation that you use district curriculum, but we also know that it's going to be supplemented. Uh, and so I think it's more about sort of how do we make sure that what is being enacted in the classroom is on grade level curriculum and, and what is the way to increase the organo organizational capacity to, to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. And with... From what you had said, Dr. Walker, and from the things that you guys have both brought up, how do we as a district kind of collectively, I mean, I know we've touched upon it, mm -hmm. but I feel like really, really, truly work together to um, listen to the voices of what our teachers are saying, but then also as the same part with our administration as well, yeah. coming together, because I know, I mean, to be frank and honest about it, one of the concerns was going into the school year of not losing our teachers, mm -hmm. not having them leave and going to different districts who may understand them and understand their cry of what they're saying of how they want to, you know, to teach. I think sometimes we get so caught up in um, what our students are doing and mm -hmm. what their outcomes are, but we don't think about what, what you guys have brought up, the concerns of, well, this is how we achieve to help get them there. And you may be focusing on that, but did you really focus on, or even take a look at kind of what it was that we kind of were collectively able to do as far as our, you know, individually or as our team to kind of, to get to that point. So how do we, we have to work together. That's, that's the only thing, that's the only way it's gonna work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have to. Um, we see when it doesn't, when we don't, we see what happens when we don't work together and what those conversations are like. So how do we kind of get there? I know it's not something that's overnight, but I mean, as a lot of people have been here for a minute. Yeah. Well, I have some things to, that I wish <laughs> I want to. I want to hear from the, the the team. Go ahead and drop some more bombs on us. And <laughs> <laughs> a conversation that came up, or some an issue that came up in um, with our strike last year, because we went on strike and we were, you know, we're trying to get the schools Columbus students deserve, you know, it was a big thing. And we talk about equity and we talk about the needs of the schools. Um, something that is in grassroots process right now, but we really want to push for is community schools, mm -hmm. you know, having um, schools geared towards the, the, the absolute needs mm -hmm. of the community, you know, with DSEG and all of that stuff. We, we did a lot of moving around mm -hmm. with, with students and we got away from the neighborhood schools and everything, but there's kind of a need to have the schools 
be a little bit more neighborhood based again and to, you know, kind of fulfill the needs of the neighborhoods. Because if we can build up the neighborhoods and we can build up the communities surrounding our schools, we actually might actually make our schools so much better and get more involvement from our community to actually come and say, you know what, I want to make sure that this school is great. You know, I'm at Eastmore Academy, but when it was Eastmore, that school, you know, has a very rich community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. around it and a very good parent base and um, alumni base of people who really want to make that school great. We got Archie Griffin as, you know, an alumnus Mm -hmm. who wanted to, you know, uh, fix our football field, but, you know, there were things in the way of him being able to do that. Mm -hmm. So these are the types of things I would love to see grow and build, and I think it's only going to help our schools if we can get those types of things going. And I have a memory as a student in Columbus City Schools of, of loving the fact that as I was going through school, I always had a sense that my teachers liked each other and that the staff was like a family. I could go to any staff member as a, you know, a student and feel like they, they actually talked to each other. They communicated. I didn't feel like it was administration here and Mm -hmm. teachers here. I felt like the whole collective was working together Mm -hmm. as a fine tune machine. And there wasn't all that moving around. Like, you know, the all four years of my high school career, I had the same for administrators. Mm. That's not something that seems to be, you know, consistent as a teacher now in Columbus City Schools. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rotation out and movement in and out and kids don't always see the same person and they get nervous about that. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they'll come to me like Ms. Fontes, you going to be here next year? Oh, yeah, I'll be here cuz they they want to know that the person that they feel safest with mm-hmm. is going to be there for them to go to if they need that. And I think that is a very, it, it seems like such a little thing, but it is a really important thing as far as building community, mm-hmm. building trust, and that those relationships that are so, so needed with all of the needs that our students have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate you saying that because you know, we are focusing on this concept of sense of belonging, right? And we want to focus on it for every single student. And so we need to really think about what do students need in order to feel like they belong in the place in which education is occurring. And one thing we know is this, when um, we have educators and building staff, and I always tell folks, don't forget about our food service workers who sometimes knows our students more than anybody else, Mm -hmm. our custodians who are welcoming, um, creating an environment of welcome for our students. But this sense of belonging piece is is an equity piece because we really want our students and our staff to really feel like they belong in the place in which education is occurring in whatever building that they're in. And in order for that to occur for everyone, they have to be known. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to be looking for them. They have to know that someone cares for them. They have to know that someone is is looking out for for their best and their good. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, it has to be a couple folks that are, like, constant, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. That That is a concern that is an equity concern um, because we sometimes do not have students or staff that feel like this is where I want to be. People know me. They're, you know, when I'm not here, they're looking for me or they're calling for me. But for students in particular, and actually let me walk that back, for all of us, sense of belonging when it's high can be a protective factor. Yes. You know, it helps us be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I appreciate you kind of sharing that. I, too, um, I'm, I was thinking about all the teachers' names that yeah. were running through my head that I had in Columbus City Schools that I just, I knew. And I, I came from a home that was somewhat disjointed, and I knew my teachers knew because they knew me and the way that they loved me mm-hmm. and cared for me kind of filled in some of those gaps. But I also knew that I had a school that was in the community, and the community members were also looking for me. Mm-hmm. And concern for me. And they made a couple phone calls home when I was cutting up on the way home. <laughs> My mom got plenty of calls. Now, I was a pretty compliant student, but there were some times that I wanted to test the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't the school, it was the folks that were on my way home. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, 
a couple of thoughts, and then I certainly want to hear from Melin. We're going to pull her back in. Fifty percent. That's, that's all right. I can that's think. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, I appreciate um, Regina your, your example um, of talking about the. I think we're calling it Columbus Community Campus, a transformation mm -hmm. model, right? Mm -hmm. I think I got all the name right. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, I'm part of the reform panel, which is a uh, joint uh, uh, committee of of uh, administration folks and folks from our, our our labor partners that are working together, and um, that was something that came out of our negotiation uh, um, that um, we wanted to work together on, and we landed on. Um, that particular model, which is a, is an NEA model, but the 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 basis of it is around uh, collaboration and 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 working together, um, and um, I think that becomes a solid place to start in yes. in in our work. Um, you know, another example would be um, we've worked uh, to 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 really lean into focus groups of of teachers. Um, and you know our team is in t being intentional about bringing bringing folks in uh, that are classroom teachers and and having dialogue with them about um, about their work, and, and many of them are are those that are you know sort of outperforming the curve, right? Uh, and so, but having having their voice at the table makes a difference um, because you know the, the the our students are, are probably you know by way of analogy are, are consumers but our, our teachers are, and our principals are the end users right and so mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure that the that the products right that we are designing are um, sort of thought about and framed and, and, and shaped with the end user in mind right mm -hmm. which is the reason the iPhone is so successful right because it's intuitive we can kind of yeah. look at it and you can figure it out it's easier to use than maybe the Blackberry uh, I'm gonna offend somebody or the Android okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but but the point the point is right that um, we want it to be user friendly, right, and, and and access. And I think to some of the frustrations around um, the, the the district curriculum, I think I think some of those frustrations are less about what it is and more about how do I get to it and where is it, um, how how can I access it, um, and and we've named that, right. I mean, so. Uh, and, and said, okay, we, we've got to, and we, we learned some of these things through these focus groups that we were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think both of those things, right, I think the, the inclusion of voice, but I think we really have to be thinking about sort of having a, a structures and processes that are set up to, to be inclusive, right, and to have folks, you know, can't be everybody, but at least representation mm -hmm. at the table where decisions are being made, particularly when those decisions impact them, mm -hmm. right? And I, and I, I still believe um, that the people that are closest to the work know the work the best. And that so part. making sure <laughs> that we include them um, <laughs> is, is critical uh, to success. Malin. Well, you segued into what I was going to say. I you think say so. it anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to say it anyway. Put a different spin on it. Yeah, let's just like say cat is a cat. Um, I think a lot of people who... And I was only out of the classroom for one whole year. Keep that in mind, right? Mm -hmm. When I was a regional coach last year, and then you guys ripped me back into the classroom. <laughs> oh, <wipe> but um, <laughs> you get—I was gone for one year, and I learned so much going back to the classroom of how much is being added mm. to teachers' workload, teachers' frustrations, teachers' morale, or mm. taken away, I guess, at that point. And so when you were saying like you need to add people to these conversations that are closer to the work, I think people in that position also need to be closer to that work. You need mm -hmm. to be in the classroom mm -hmm. longer. You need to, and I don't mean longer like years, I mean come in for a whole day, mm -hmm. you know? And like I know we're busy and everyone has their plates full, but like if you truly want a lens into like what is happening in the classroom, go in there for more than three minutes mm -hmm. to make an evaluation where you don't even ask what part of the lesson you're in. Hmm. You know, you guys talk about wanting to reteach for mastery, but then you come into a classroom and a teacher might be reteaching for that mastery, but then you say they're below grade level because they're reteaching below grade level content. And so it could be so frustrating because you guys come in for a snip of what a lesson is or a curriculum is. And so, yes, bringing people to the table to have these conversations is just as important, but I think also you putting yourself mm -hmm. into our situations and our everyday lives 
in the classroom or in the, the mm -hmm. school, I think would also show more to a teacher than you just inviting them to, like, think about, you're asking Regina to displace herself into a team, mm -hmm. take away from her time. Mm -hmm. Why don't you displace yourself into our mm -hmm. lives and mm -hmm. our workforce and see like the conditions of our schools or just the quality of instruction? And if you truly believe there's an inequitable or inequity of quality instruction, then be there, see it, show me, give me specifics instead of just saying like, we're not on grade level. Mm -hmm. Because principals only come in once every four months for a whole period and even then they're half distracted right mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like one thing I always think it's a two-way street you come in and we come out too you know and, and don't get me wrong I know that being in leadership is so frustrating and it's so overwhelming and you wear many hats and like I do not envy some of these positions of admin like I see the stress on their face and like but like I feel like not and not every teacher I think sees that frustration and that that stress but as a leader, that's what you're put into the position to be that shield for us, right? Mm. But sometimes yeah. you guys have to come in and be like, what are you feeling? Mm -hmm. What are you seeing? Mm. My favorite question is like, you know, I can't get this one student to do work. We all have that one student who just like, we cannot get them to do work. They're like, well, have you tried these like 15 different strategies? Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. not at all. <laughs> just, they're like, I'm like, well, their attendance is bad. Well, have you called home? Well. Nope, didn't think of that either. You know, you're just like, they keep asking. It's like, I have tried X, Y, and Z, and I'm asking you, when I'm telling you and I'm coming to a complaint, I'm asking you for help. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's my mm -hmm. space where I need, I'm being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I can't get this one student to do it. And we all have one student. We all have one student in our brain where we're like, we could not get them to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm being vulnerable. So instead of like asking questions like, well, that seemed to be more of a accusatory way, not so much like a, Hey, like, how can I help? What What do you need? How can I help? Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's when I think that the community <coughs> idea will work best because mm -hmm. we are running into students who, you know, Other issues. like, yeah. I don't have the time and space as a mm -hmm. teacher of a hundred kids mm -hmm. to figure out everything that's going on with that one child that I cannot get to do work. Mm -hmm. It would be great to have resources that I can tap into and be like, mm -hmm. can you please step in and help me get this child on track? Because there are obviously 10,000 other things happening yes. that I cannot address. You know, I can, kids are jumping into my mind as I'm saying these words, because yeah. I know, and yeah. as a teacher, it, you know, it, you tear yourself up inside because you're like, I want to help my kids. I want to get to their problems. But what is going to be lost in myself trying mm -hmm. to reach all of their different problems? I'm going to lose myself mm -hmm. trying to help mm -hmm. that many kids because mm -hmm. I have to put out so much yeah. mm -hmm. in order to try mm -hmm. and be the best that I can be. I know. I'm high five. But, <laughs> but it's high like, five, right? but yeah, so, you know, how do we how do we take that map and start figuring out okay you know what i'm reaching out to you please help me mm -hmm. because i it's not that i don't want to help that kid it's not that i don't want to reach out today i need help reaching that kid mm -hmm. i cannot do it alone mm -hmm. yeah. so this is where i hope that you know the beginnings of the equity department and everything is going to start going yeah. because right now you know, the need is definitely out there, yeah. and I would love to see it grow, you know, for the benefit of the kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really just need so much. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to give parents some type of a, you know, a nugget to, to reach on to and say, you know what, maybe I can get back involved with mm -hmm. my child. Maybe yeah. I, mm -hmm. this is a, a doorway for me to get back involved. Because I think our parents, a lot of times, they're very young. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't know how to help their kids. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what avenues to tell them in order to mm -hmm. reconnect with their kids. But that's where the community connection comes in. It's like Absolutely. if I can supply the resources to the family to be a family again, and then it's going to help them in school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's like um, what Dr. Walker was sharing with us earlier that, you know, equity is all of our responsibility which means that the collaboration isn't just intra-district, it's 
it's across our community. It's right? across the community. Um, you know, and so I think, you know, Dr. Chapman um, often, you know, talks about, you know, the aspiration to have universal pre-K. Uh, and Kelly Rivers, who's our executive director of literacy, often notes uh, that, you know, so much of brain development happens between the ages of zero and three. Yeah. Uh, and so when we get them as preschoolers, maybe, at four, right, because all of our students are not attending our preschool or even a preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, so much time has been lost if we're not intentional as a community about how we work together. Uh, so we're, we're, we're not at a loss for opportunity. Yeah. Uh, we're opportunity rich. Um, and I think a lot of this is just about sort of how do we um, – have processes so that people don't feel so pushed to the margins. There is a national teacher shortage, Mm -hmm. um, and we want to make sure that (coughs) teachers in Columbus City Schools um, know that they're valued uh, for the work they do. I I was a teacher for nine years, um, and um, I taught at South High School, and I, I, the last Five years, I loved every minute of it. The first three, I thought about quitting. <laughs> um, and it took me a while to, to figure out, like, how to do this work. Mm-hmm. It, teaching uh, is it's not only rocket scientists. Teach, it, it rocket, rocket science. Teacher, teachers make the rocket scientists, right? So it is so complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do it well, um, it takes a high level of efficacy, effectiveness, um, and so, you know, I, I'm encouraged uh, by you, you all. I mean, I, I know, um, you know, the Teacher Chat audience, you know that this isn't a, a programmed reality TV show. <laughs> Clearly, you know, uh, because we have folks that are sharing, uh, I feel, transparent, transparently, authentically, uh, which is what we want. We have to start from there. Um, we can't pretend, can't put our head in the sand. Um, but also, you know, um, I think I'm, I'm hopeful, right? I think the fact that we are here, that we have so many teachers that are committed, that are doing this work. Um, you know, I'm in buildings uh, usually at least once a week, and I see some awesome principals, some awesome teachers on a daily basis uh, who care about kids, who are doing tremendous uh, things for our kids and for our community. And so our, our goal is to create the enabling uh, conditions so that the high leverage practices are the easiest thing to do. Um, and, you know, we have a ways to go, right? And, and, it, and we means we, right? I mean, it's all of us working together. But I think equity is the right place to start. It's why it's at the center of our core instructional framework. Uh, and uh, I think it should be at the forefront of each of our, our thinking. Yeah. And I do want to add, we are not at, at zero on this. Um, one of the things I appreciate about this position is being able to expand um, kind of the way it's it's received, perceived, and, and kind of um, sketched out. And so I get the privilege of being in different groups to ensure that when decisions are being made kind of in central office or strategic moves are being considered – that it is with a lot of these things in mind. And so I do know that um, the district is looking at how do we reallocate resources and Mm -hmm. do we need to reallocate them based on needs? You know, do we need to consider um, a model that takes into consideration that we have pockets of students that have significant needs and perhaps those schools that service them need more resources, right? So... I appreciate this conversation. When I was invited on, I thought we were going to be talking about students. <laughs> but we are talking about, about the adults that serve students, the systems that shape students. And so I think this conversation is is timely because we know, even before COVID, I think COVID really, um, I would say, shined a spotlight and pulled back the veil yes, it did. on the fact that there are significant inequities that occur for a variety of reasons. We know we receive our students in whatever way they come, but we also know that whatever we do is adding to what they bought or it's detracting, whatever it's you know good, bad, and different. And I think that it did position us to think about how are we gonna do this differently? Mm-hmm. We have students who are coming with very complex needs after COVID, mm-hmm. and we've not really looked at 
how we can begin meeting those needs with the resources, not just fiscal resources, you know, class sizes and different things. And so that conversation is going on in terms of how do we how do we best resource yes. schools so that we're not tapping out educators who are really doing more social worker kind of task or yeah. providing wraparound services that we can go to our community mm -hmm. to provide in a robust collaboration. I think we have a lot of topics. That, we do. Yeah. We, we, I mean, you said you're like, I rich. want this to be for our teachers. I don't want to sugarcoat it. So y'all yeah. didn't sugarcoat it. No, it hasn't so been sugarcoated. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 you wanted to sugarcoat it. It was not a cutesy little teeny. Hey. It was yeah. I appreciate that. Right, right. So um, thank you very much for those ideas. One thing I want to close with is a lot of things that we've been talking about so my department in communications we've been kind of tasked with with our new chief of everybody's seen our hashtag rccs but what is mm. rccs mm. and i'm gonna be honest there's there's probably only a couple people there who are true blood blue whatever color you're from <laughs> eastward independence walnut ridge centennial die hard from pre-k all the way up through 12 ccs mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. i'm from the chicago area so this is not my 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 growing up district. Mm. What does RCCS truly mean mm. to you? Because it was okay. Can we capture and people say, "Oh, well, let's do videos, let's do photos." Yeah, that's cute, but how do we truly encompass what this means? Mm -hmm. So those things you were talking about with our community partners, with our okay. teachers, with our uh, churches, with our synagogues, with all this that that encompasses us in our different cultures and what we make up and the things we may be dealing with at home and our neighborhoods. And like you said, getting back to that community schools, mm -hmm. how, what does that truly mean? Even See, in that see, one. When, when, when Tyler <laughs> goes, this is why she the host and I'm the co-host. Okay, but she, you know, she that, that was well, awesome. What an awesome way to frame it the helps end of this. Because I know as we go into break, those are things where it was like, you know, because people are like, are you gonna be in? No, because I need the two weeks to figure out how we're going to do this when we get back. So, <laughs> so I'm glad that I need some help. I yeah, mean. I can't just come to my office. I'm going to be at home thinking about it. So how, as we go into this new year, mm -hmm. and this is, like I said, what we've been tasked with mm -hmm. in our department, what does that mean to you? What does RCCS truly mean to you? Mm -hmm. And how can we make sure that we, we showcase that? Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> You're not starting. I'm not a CCS. Yes. Alum, so let's start with our alumni. Uh, there's so much I can say. So I was a student. Um, I graduated in 1997. And my whole understanding of education was through my experience at CCS. However, through my children's educational experience, it definitely was not like my experience. Mm -hmm. In my experience in our CCS was educators who understood the importance of being kind of role models, but also I had wonderful teachers who looked like me, who understood how to adapt the curriculum yes. um, for my needs and to pull some of those things in to attach to my identity as a young black girl. Mm. I also had, now I wanna name people, I also had Mr. Reeveling who was my principal at Trevay, was a black man. Um, who just seemed so regal to me, but our building was always very stable. The environment was always nice. And I, my twin, I have a twin, had uh, Miss Reber. Miss Reber was um, a young white um, teacher. She was phenomenal. They all somehow knew us, knew what we needed, filled in those gaps. I didn't go to school and leave school feeling like I was leaving school. I always felt like I was a part of that community, whether I was physically there or not. My mother was very involved, but it, it wasn't um, kind of in a way where she necessarily needed to be involved because the folks in the school had everything they need to mm -hmm. really provide for us. They had everything they need to take care of what they needed to do, but then also to really do their job. So if I had to sum RCCS down really into one bite-sized piece, it would be um, having educators and all the rest of our staff who are here and have what they need to really provide the support our students need and recognize all of their potential. Because I had teachers I knew that believed in me more than I, I could, 
which is why I'm sitting here today in the position that I'm in. And I 100% agree with that. I think you, she said exactly what, you know, I kind of said before. Um, the idea of having teachers feel like, like I said, they like each other. They feel like they're trusted to do what, you know, they were hired to do. And you and I both came through Columbus City Schools right at the start mm -hmm. of that the testing years, you know, like I remember I was the ninth first year that had to pass the ninth grade proficiency yeah. test, oh. you know, and how that was kind of like a turning point for Columbus mm -hmm. City Schools, because once that testing engine started getting into the schools, I really think it changed the whole psychology of a lot of things, because then it was all focused on numbers and, and yes. not focused on individuality and looking at you know, what makes a fully rounded person mm -hmm. and sending them out into the world? Because I felt fully prepared to go out into the world after going through Columbus City Schools. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, Dr. Walker said, I had wonderful teachers that I felt like I could go to them. They would take the time with me. And I also felt like they felt that they could do their job and they could teach me. Yes. So, and and that made me very comfortable in what the information they were giving me. And just wonderfully enriched class. I wanted to go to class. Yes. I wanted to learn. I wanted to be there every day. You can ask my dad. He'd be like, Are, aren't you fit, not feeling good today? No, dad, I got this. <laughs> like, you know, I, want, I did not want to miss school. And I know that's probably weird, but uh, it was just, that's how wonderful CCS was mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. and what it did for me and if I can see a point in change it would be the testing mm. and how much testing 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 we do to these kids and how much it has defeated who they are and if we really want to put kids out in the world being enriched and knowing things we need to get back to wondering and and curiosity and and familial relationships and mm -hmm. that whole thing. I think, like, you know, you said before, Dr. Walker, the answers are here. Mm -hmm. The teachers are here. Mm -hmm. We have amazing, mm -hmm. educated, Absolutely. brilliant teachers. I mean, Melinda, mm -hmm. she's new to the district, but look at the wealth of knowledge she brought with her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but we're at risk of losing yep. her. Yeah. How'd if you know? we don't, yeah, I, because I know, I know. I mean, you, you have options, right? You can, she doesn't have to stay with us. Yes. She has options in 2023. She yeah. can get the heck about it. She's a science teacher. Mm -hmm. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, so right, right. we have to, we really have to build and build her up to make sure that she possibly wants to get to, you know, where I am in my 25. It, it was a battle. As I'm sure it was a battle for you to take, like, 24 years. What? Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm like, Ugh. So we, CCS really has to look at themselves and say, you know, we got some. We got some work to do. Mm -hmm. We got some work to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we really want to keep our teachers, what are we willing to do to keep our teachers mm -hmm. and our students? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want our students deciding to go to a charter school because they think mm -hmm. that's better, mm -hmm. or I'm gonna I'm gonna be seen and heard at yeah. a charter school because that's the advertisements. They say, you know, yeah. we got it better over here. Come on, we're gonna see you as to who you are. Yeah. We, CCS needs to be like, uh, um, no, we see you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We got you. Yeah. And p the kids need to know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that's, th that's what I want our CCS to be. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I, we both got some yeah. homework and some great uh, stuff to take back to both of our uh, collective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, uh, Melan, anything to add before we, before we close? No, I think they. <laughs> they sure right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean the one you know, I, I you you Regina, you took exactly what I, I I'm seeing and I'm heard. Right? Yeah. Yes. That's what. That's, that's what the bottom line me. is. Yes. That's what right. I took from that. Um, my voice matters, you know, and uh, so yeah, I think uh, okay, job done. You don't need to come in over the break. You 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 have no. you have it down. Yeah, I think so. I think I could go. <laughs> Tell the trees, hey, you yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> Pop it on your desk, <laughs> But you're saying, really, you're wanting our CCS to be what we had when we were yeah. students here. Yeah. It's here. It's just what we experienced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. It's still here. We just got to dust it off. Yes. <laughs> it's there. And appreciate it. Yes. Trust yeah. it. With a little modification. With yes. modification. <laughs> the world Absolutely. is changing. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, push Absolutely. this. Push this, Melissa. I just wanted to throw that in there. That's it. Yeah, that's well, right. I don't want it to be all you either. Like, you no, got a no. life outside. You got a whole baby. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we have a we have a lot of opportunity as we've we've shared, and um, I always come away enriched uh, in in ways that I don't expect usually. Yeah. Um, but that are um, you know formative, mm-hmm. right? That sort of shape my thinking, and that are helpful, and, and hopefully uh, our listeners feel the same. And uh, we'll keep bringing the the content, and you keep bringing the listening ears, and uh, we we hope to um, not just have a chat, but also have a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and change isn't change until it's change. And, you know, I, I've, I heard the quote, you know, nobody likes change but a wet baby. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, we had one that was okay with being wet or at least with the number, <laughs> you know, but, but mo- in most cases, right, uh, because it's hard. All right, we're the way we are because we like to do it the way that we like to do it, right? And so, but it doesn't mean that that's the most effective way. Yes. So most of the time, if there's enough, a strong enough D, is a strong enough desire or strong enough demand or, or data tells us that we need to change or there's a diagnosis that tells us that we need to change, we'll change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you well, want to close this out? Yeah, I was just about to say, uh, I, I feel like I can be safe to say we will have, if not with this crew, a part two. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Equity I don't think it's the re- yeah. Yeah. responsibility <laughs> of us to have bad. one. Equity strikes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like the ring of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And I think it would be really, like I said, awesome based off these conversations to not have other teachers, because it is teacher chat, but also yeah. other important figures to the table Absolutely. as well, truly having the conversation and not just in certain meetings and other stuff mm. let's really truly have a conversation so well hope you guys enjoyed this edition of teacher chat you guys know where to find us i promise we'll be back you hold us hold dr todd walker to it not me but hold him to it okay <laughs> so until next time we'll talk to you guys later thank you bye now bye.